homemakers. So glad you've joined us. So glad you've been joining us for this season. This last season we have been talking about listening for loving and learning. Listening for loving and learning. And we've learned that listening needs a little waiting. Waiting. And my dear friend who sent me the word wait as an acronym, and the word means wait. Why am I talking? I hear myself say that, and then of course I keep talking here on the podcast, but it's been very helpful to me. And Psalm 130 has really been an important psalm this year as we have talked together about watching and waiting. And today, as I bring to you what I do every last show for the season, what I call the summer challenge, I just want to read to you from Psalm 130, verses 5 and 6. I pray to God my life a prayer and wait for what he'll say and do. My life's on the line before God, my Lord. Waiting and watching till morning. Waiting and watching till morning. That verse, two verses, is from Eugene Peterson's The Message. But Psalm 130, a favorite psalm, a psalm of blessing, but a psalm of reminding us that we wait and we watch and we all do. So I'm glad you've joined us this year. I hope that you have learned something about listening and that you have the reason for listening is to love and to learn. And I know certainly that I learn much more when I listen than when I speak. So today, this summer challenge for 2022 is about the word mend. When I say to you, mend, what do you think of? Mending a fence, fixing something, making it right, restoring it, patching a relationship? Well, I want the summer challenge to be this year, mend your net. Mend your net. The summer challenge has been every year for decades. And when you mend your net, you are strong and ready and available. And I want to leave four passages of scripture that you'll find on our website so that you can refer to them if you're driving along right now. Mark 1.19, Matthew 4.21, and I prefer the message, 1 Corinthians 1.10, and 1 Peter 5.10. Now, these are passages that lead you to understanding how Christ uses the net 
the mending of the net, and how the period of time that Christ lived in, the role that nets played. So I have three points. One, be a ready person. Have your nets mended. And I've given you the passages. Secondly, we all have holes. You can act like you don't have a hole. You can pretend you don't have a hole. But we all have holes. You have a hole. Your marriage has a hole. Your mothering has a hole. Your church has a hole. Your house has a hole. Everybody has a hole. Three, mend the holes to keep the net strong. It's about the net. Mending your net. Mend your net. It isn't about the mending. Because when I say mending, you... You, I don't do that anymore. I don't darn socks, and I don't mend shirts, and I don't sew. But, you know, we are always mending things. And I'm asking you to pause a little this summer and look at your own net and consider what that net means and then how you can mend your net. Oswald Chambers, in his great devotional, I don't know if you know that he lived to be a very young man. He died at 37 years old or 34 years old. But he wrote um, a devotional that continues uh, to be a very important part of the world. And he says, be a ready person. Ready, listening when he speaks, quickens, pokes, prods. Stay, don't run or hide or avoid. We presume that we would be ready for battle if confronted with a great crisis. But it's not the crisis that builds something within us. It simply reveals what we are made of already. Do you find yourself saying, if God calls me to a battle, of course I'll rise to the occasion. Yet you won't rise to the occasion unless you've done so on God's training ground. If you're not doing the task that is closest to you now, which God has engineered into your life, when the crisis comes, instead of being fit for the battle, you will be revealed as being unfit. Crisis always reveals a person's true character. I love Oswald Chambers. His utmost for my highest has been, or my utmost for his highest, has been a companion for 50 years of my life. Um, He speaks every day in a new way in this daily devotional. If you've never picked it up or looked at it, I would encourage you to. The words I just read were written by him. Crisis always reveals a person's true character. There are more crises these days than ever before, and some of them, as we talked the last time we were together, affect our entire nation. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 says, I'm doing a new thing. Note it does not say he's doing a normal thing. When we study that passage further, we discover that Isaiah was speaking prophetically about Jesus. When God sent his son to earth to die on the cross and rise from the dead on the third day in order to give us everlasting life, that was a new thing. The world had never seen it before. 
it certainly wasn't normal. It was not normal. And one of my favorite examples from Scripture where God does something new, completely abnormal, is found in Luke chapter 5. Before Peter had become a disciple of Christ, he was a fisherman. And the night before Jesus called him to follow him, Peter had been out fishing all night without a single catch. He had to have been tired, frustrated, and defeated. Then he's pulled back up to the shore, depending on the version of Scripture you read. It might say that Peter was washing his nets when he docked at shore. But in some versions it says he was mending his nets. Now, that, that's a, that has a lot of pictures to me personally, and one which I can offer to you if you've never seen any of the series called The Chosen. The, the episode where we see Jesus helping Peter with his fishing is profoundly exhilarating. I have goosebumps just thinking about it. And I had the privilege, my husband and I together, and then I by myself, to visit Israel. And on the trip that I went by myself, uh, they showed us what it was like to catch fish on the Sea of the Galilee, using the nets that Peter and other fishermen of his day would use. They also showed us what it was like to mend those nets. The nets were used, and they're very tight nets. Not like a net. When you think about a net, a wide open, some of those handle, dig in, and you scoop out some fish, and they're big fish. This was not the kind of net they used. They were not scooping out one or two or five or ten. They were scooping out, that's why I love the visual in The Chosen, a catch that was tremendous and big and heavy, and it had to have a net that could hold it. They were tight nets, not like the wide-open ones. The net was tightly knit in order to gather large. Now, here's what I believe God was telling me through this story. We have to be willing to closely look at our lives, our closets, our bank accounts, I am always amazed when I read about someone who has embezzled $700,000, $1.2 million, quietly, carefully, over a long period of time. Why? Because someone's not watching the accountant. Someone's not watching to see what's being done. Our jobs, our families, whatever it is that we're responsible for, we have to see if that needs mending. The net has to be tight. The holes have to be small. They have to be completely secure. And when you could not go out fishing, which were many times on the Sea of Galilee, the weathers were stormy, um, they could not go out. The fishermen still cannot go out because, because of the weather, the condition of the sea. And when they did not go to fish, they spent time repairing their nets. Did they like that? Not as much. But when the boatload of fish literally came in, the net was ready. When we're careful to do our part to fill in our holes, eliminate unnecessary spending, mending relationships. You know, I am big and brave and strong, and I talk a lot. 
I tell you, mending your relationship is really important and you should do it. You should have high priority. You've heard all sorts of things about how to keep your marriage intact and your friendships intact and your relationship with your children. But I want to tell you, girls, guys, whoever's listening, I want to say to you, that is a hard thing for me to take the initiative to do. You know why often? Because I'm the one who put the hole in it. And then I have to go and say what's necessary. Mending relationships. We can prepare ourselves for the new and miraculous things that God wants to bring our way. And I I don't know what God thinks every day about everyone and how he decides to offer us opportunities. But I have an absolute assurance. And I think I'm in agreement with Oswald Chambers that God doesn't call me to fight the battle unless I'm fit for the battle. And I get fit in every day, in every way. I know. Do you push yourself away from the table? Do you make yourself go for a walk? We've been talking about rest. Do you sleep enough hours that you have the strength for the next day? We all want to cut corners. We want to watch one more show, read one more page, have one more conversation, eat one more cream puff. But God wants to show us what he will bring our way. And just like Peter, the net was overflowing with fish after Jesus spoke. And I believe our greatest days follow our greatest submission to God to his love, and to what he has called us to do. Now, the scene in the film, The Chosen, is, is, is just it's so obviously graphic. But the scripture describes to us, you imagine how Peter felt? I mean, Peter, the big stud guy, right? He's been out all night. He's been fishing. He's changed his location. He put his nets in. He caught nothing. He caught nothing. Now, the stranger, the new guy in town, Jesus, and the film shows this very clearly, is on the edge just as the boats come in. His friends in their boats had been out, and they haven't caught anything either. And this is how the story goes. Peter comes back. He's failed. And all of a sudden, Jesus says to him, put your net on the other side. Now we know a little about Peter. Okay, let's not talk about Peter. Let's talk about Donna Otto. Let's talk about you. You've done everything right. You've done it well. You've been out all night. You've done this before. You're no stranger to fishing. It's your way of life. It keeps the family fed. And, and then all of a sudden, Jesus says this thing to him. I can just imagine that Peter thought, Excuse me, but I know what I'm doing. I've done this before. Who are you to tell me what to do? But Peter just does it. And this is the scene. I, I see it vividly as I describe it to you. So many fish in the net. The fish are falling out of the net. All of his friends come to help him. They pull all the fish into the boat, and the boat is completely full of fish falling out on all sides. I, I just love the picture of it. You can give it to me in words, but seeing the picture of it, that is really what Christ does for us. That's what he does. That's his love language with us. Excuse me, Mr. Chapman, but his love language is abundant. 
he says, not here's a fish, not here's a few fish, not here's enough fish to take care of your food today or to pay your bills, but fish abundant, falling over on all sides. And what does Peter do? He falls down and he worships Jesus. And then Jesus says to him, I am going to make you a fisher of men. Now, it's a perfect story, isn't it? It's a perfect story. It's Peter's vocation. It's mending the nets, and he kept the nets full, and he went out, and he failed, and he came home, and he listened, and then the God of the universe, Jesus, says, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. This is your true calling. And, of course, we know the story of Peter. But this piece really hits me. We cannot be so united with each other if we recognize that there's a bigger picture, that we're just a part of God's bigger picture. So don't be afraid to look closely at your nets. Make the changes you need to make. Make your nets as strong as they need to be. Make your nets a place that if inspected carefully, you would find in the smallest places where one might be broken. This is a careful examination. This is not a casual examination. One small hole in the net could cause the net to continue to weaken and become dysfunctional. Even though Peter has not caught any fish all night, he was still faithfully looking at his nets, being careful to see if anything needed mending when he went back out to catch the fish again. They could not fish. The seas were too unruly. There was no fish. What they did was prepared their nets and looked for holes. Looking for holes is not my favorite pastime. But I am convinced that when I look for holes, they're much smaller. And my ability to fix them is much more I don't know. It's easier. I have the wherewithal to do it. When it gets too big and beyond me, I feel hopeless. Jesus shows up. He does not do a normal thing. He tells Peter to go out to sea, cast his net in again. And Peter says, what the heck? I'll do it. I've been fishing all night. I didn't get anything. I am the professional fisherman. You are not, but I'm going to do it. I hope that that will encourage you. Do you have holes in your net? Do you have a hole that you know of? Do you have a hole that you know of and avoiding it because it means facing God? I think I used to pretend a lot. I used to pretend a lot about a lot of things as a young woman. Yes, I hid my dirty dishes in the clothes dryer. That was definitely pretending. But sometimes I pretended about more things than just the dishes. I pretended about more things than just the dishes. Is how you do something how you do everything? Is it slipshod and fast? And when it comes to the net needing its strength, it's not there. So when Jesus talks about the great harvest, he talks about you harvesting and your net being prepared to gather in the harvest. Mend the whole. I might encourage you to look at some spiritual um, practices this summer 
when you found one of the holes in your net and it's very clear to you what it will take to restore it? Of course, I always speak of holes and nets that have to do with my relationship with God first. And of course, that's what I want to encourage you to look at first. But sometimes we look at the net of our home. We look at the net, the fabric of our literal clothing and apparel and kitchens and garages and places that we didn't realize there were as many holes and things are slipping through our net. So this summer, I pray that you will make time to look at your net to discover the holes in your net, and then to mend them. First Peter says, If he makes amends, he is the restorer, and he will never leave us or forsake us. So don't delay. Begin today looking at your nets, finding the holes in your net, and having God help you to patch it. We are Modern Homemakers, and we're taking a few months off. We're having lots of things available to you during the summer, especially in the area of organization. Don't forget to sign up and join us on this journey. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day looking for the hole in your net.